0: Welcome to Indeed Vegan Podcast in um, episode 141. It's actually a video that I did on my phone when I woke up, but it's too big to do video, so I'm actually just making it into a podcast, so thank goodness you don't have to look at me. <laughs> okay, so here is my podcast. It might talk about video in it, but just ignore that. It's just the audio. Thanks for listening. Here it is. Hi, everybody. I know I don't normally make videos, but I'm just doing a video here. And um, I know I look like hell as I just woke up, but who cares? So I just wanted to share something that happened and give an idea because I've been struggling since I moved out of my job where everybody knew me and I'd already set all the boundaries. And then meeting new people, like my uni professors, where I was challenging them on um, whether or not I could not use any um, animal experimentation paper papers in my work and there was one assignment which I did a podcast about where I was forced to review um, work that involved animal experimentation but the professor worked with me on that and I was able to um, focus on human um, consensual experimentation for this type of hearing loss but the first initial discovery was made by blasting, you know, animal ears. I mean, audiology is really all medical field and clinical fields, and it's just shocking. So I did, you know, speak out, and I spoke out with my classmates, and I have a few times, but I'm not doing the type of advocacy that I used to do in the very beginning, and I got complacent, and also because I've been in situations where I've been supervised by people, and um, where I'm going back out to try to find a Eventually I'm going to try to find a job, and the audiology world is very, very small. It's a very small world, and so I'm trying to think about my future, and I'm trying to maintain good relationships, and maintain being able to... Yeah, so I'm being a bit cowardly, a bit... complacent, and so i've what my challenge to myself this year was like you can remember how you used to do it. it never used to impact anything you 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 know you just were able to do it so what's you know what's wrong with you and so just re rereading all of the advice from like the other abolitionist approach educators like they're all amazing, but they do a lot more like if you look at Peggy um a presentation at um, the World Vegan Summit that they did and uh, that was so inspiring to me. So like she's at the dentist and she's just like, is there anything else I can do for you? And she's like, yes, there is. You can go vegan. <laughs> she's really inspiring. They're all really inspiring, but I haven't been doing that. And so I had a situation at my placement, the other, not, um, I had really, I'm going to have to ask some friends for advice because I really do struggle with this eating around the table stuff. And there was a shared lunch, Um, and I'm just the student at on placement and I'm older than everybody there except for the people who are like managers and stuff so like my supervisor is like 15 years younger than me and it's alright and stuff but I'm still like the insecure teenager that I always was so I think it's weird for them because I'm like I'm really insecure and I need a lot of reassurance and they're just like these professional working women who are doing this amazing job in this amazing field and I'm so much older than them and I feel like very very insecure and like I need reassurance from them and that's fine I mean I don't I'm not ageist I'm hoping they're not ageist but it's just I know that the dynamic is different but they're really cool about it and I'm hoping I'm cool about it so but I did feel like things changed after this shared lunch because I didn't there was they were saying you know there's some sushi you can try the sushi it's vegetarian sushi and I don't really know much about sushi I'm pretty sure that vegetarian sushi is generally vegan sushi but What if it's got cheese in it or something? You know, I mean, they put all kinds of egg. I just didn't know. Apparently there isn't. But when I looked at the sushi platter, it was, um, it was, there was, it was mixed in with all the non-vegan sushi. So I didn't want to touch it because of contamination reasons, I guess. It's all on the same, you know what I mean, plate. And I just didn't want to go near it. So I just kind of snuck out of the room, heated up my chickpeas and went back to the table. By the time I went back to the table, everybody was sitting around the table and eating. And I just kind of... I didn't really squeeze in and I was sitting kind of like off the table like a bit behind and just eating my chickpeas and it was just I don't know I just feel like everybody was I don't know how to explain or even just being paranoid but I feel like it wasn't good and I was like how do other people handle this how do other people because I'm just am always so upset I can't even stand to be there I look at I'm trying not to look at what they're eating I'm trying to just dis- I just I hate the whole event um I'm still not really getting used to it, but I just want to know how the people do it in a way where it works out okay and um, Gary french does a lot of podcasts about it, but I just don't have his personality and I don't have... I have my sort of insecure personalities, but um... So that kind of went weird and then I feel like the next day things were a bit weird and maybe it's just my imagination, but... So I just thought, okay, just don't worry, you know, it's okay. It'll pass, like, whatever kind of Feelings they have towards me, which is not about me, but just let's just hope that it, it'll in time. Things do pass in time, you know. It's not it's not ever as bad as you think. But then I had I went into the kitchen and um nobody and my supervisor didn't eat lunch with me. And then even the next day they just went to have lunch and they didn't say, oh come on, let's have lunch like they normally do. So I'm almost like, oh, they were having an attitude, like, she doesn't want to eat with us, so we're not going to invite her. I don't know, and I didn't even say anything at the shared lunch. I just was very quiet, and I just, I looked at the plate, and I was like, oh, I can't, I'm not going to eat from that. But I didn't really make a face, maybe I did make a face, maybe that's a problem, I don't know. But it was just the weirdness, and so then I was in the kitchen by myself, eating alone, which I'm more comfortable with, but then I felt kind of strange about it, because I thought, oh, God, this is my supervisor. This is my supervisor. Hold on, I just have to plug in my camera, it's running out. Okay, so, um, um sorry, I just uh, re-plugged in my camera. So my supervisor did, originally she ate lunch, but then she she ran off, but I know she had a lot of work to do, so I thought, okay, maybe that's what it is. But it was... But then the next day they went up and they didn't. And I just thought something went down at that shared lunch. I don't know when I was out of the room hitting up my chickpeas at everybody. Because I wear my vegan, you know, I wear my vegan badge every single day. It says Go Vegan on it. It's a heart. It's, I bought it from, um, I bought it from um, Etsy and it says Go Vegan on it. And I wear it every single day. And um, sometimes I, yeah, I, I, it's, I'm nowhere near as, as as brave as other people. I know it's not bravery, but I am very, very uh I have a lot of self interest, especially in this really small world of audiology and I'm trying really, really hard to get through this place where I'm I'm not necessarily vulnerable, but I am the student and I am not professional yet and I have to get my you know and then to try to maintain relationships social you know, social acceptance is very, very important in terms of getting, being hired, I think I'm going to be fine. I'm not saying that I'm, it's just, I do, Whatever is going on is not great. So I, I'm trying to work it out and so the next day um, when I saw them get up and go and have lunch and not invite me, I just got up and went in the kitchen and then we just had lunch together, and just like before. um, I just didn't say anything, I just followed them and just went and had lunch and maybe I'm reading into it, maybe they did, or I don't know, but um, but then what happened, and this is the real part of my story that I want to tell you, because I'm happy about this, this is positive, okay, so when I was in the kitchen eating lunch by myself, because my supervisor had originally, but then she finished, and went back to her desk, and then I was alone, but I, I, she did have a lot of work to do, so I'm telling myself, it's not that she just didn't want to eat with you, or that she was making a point, or doing you know making some kind of statement, she just had a lot of work to do, and um, so I'm just going to go with that. But so then what happened is that another person came in the kitchen and started having lunch. And then they said, "Oh, oh I'm sorry, um, I'm having fish, and uh, you know, I see your vegan badge there," and uh, and I said, um, "I can't remember what I said. I probably just sort of looked at her or just shrugged. I mean." we live in a world where this happens all the time, I mean obviously we just deal with it but don't we? I mean we're surrounded by this every single day it's just weird when somebody apologizes to you and you're thinking don't apologize to me, apologize to the fish. So anyway she sat down and she said oh I used to be vegetarian um, but my I have this medical condition and I had to go back to eating fish and I thought oh god here we go Elizabeth this is your chance don't blow it what are you gonna do with this they have opened the conversation so I said I can't remember what I can't I did not do well so I we had a little bit of a talk and then it was just getting to where I just didn't want to hear it which was me so I just changed the subject completely but then I completely shut down the conversation this is what I'm telling you But then I thought to myself, it's not too late, we were still eating. So what you can do, people, is you can regroup and you can find a way to reopen the conversation that they started. Even if you run away for whatever reason, like I did, you can go back to it. So I didn't do that with my first supervisor when she said, oh, you know, but I did it this time. So what happened is we were talking about other stuff, we were talking about other stuff. And then I said, come on, Elizabeth, and I took a deep breath and I was like... So, when you were told by this doctor um, about, you know, your medical condition, were you eating dairy and and things? Um, and she said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, she said, yeah, I was. I was eating um, dairy, but not very much. Um, I can't eat eggs. I have allergic reaction, blah, blah, blah. But what this is, is very... It was interesting. So the condition is uh, to with the eyes and it's uh, called rhinitis and it's actually called uveitis, and it's a really painful condition and the side effects of the medication is really bad. You have to have surgery sometimes and it's a horrible, horrible condition. If it gets really bad, I believe you can lose your sight but you're certainly in a bad situation and a doctor said you need omega-3s and she was eating flax seeds and it wasn't enough. Omega-3s, so um, she um, said that since she's been eating fishes again, she was eating salmon, she said that it's improved vastly and that she's never going to stop eating fishes because medically it's proven it's helped her. Now we've dealt with people like this before at the stall and it's a tough one. Um, But there are ways of dealing with it that I've learned at the stall. So I thought, how am I going to deal with this? Because I'm not a doctor, and how am I going to negate her personal experience saying, you know, I was sick, I was having terrible infections, I was having multiple operations, I started eating fishes again, and it's it's much, much better. I mean, that's what she said to me. So what I realized is I was like, hang on a minute, she wasn't vegan. She was a vegetarian, and... um, And so we talked about that, and so I just decided to tackle it from a different way, because I I wanted her to understand the animal rights point of view, and I said, oh, well, that's very interesting. Thank you for telling me about your condition. And I said, you know, I do vegan activism, and we often hear about these medical conditions where people swear that, you know, they're doctors. One of the things I said to her, oh, I think I know what I said, the first time she told me, when she opened the conversation and said, you know, I used to be vegetarian, but now I have to eat fishes. I mean, first of all, people think that vegetarianism is the same as veganism and that I'd be shocked that she went back to eating fishes, but I wasn't because she didn't. She was eating dairy and wearing leather and wool, so of course she was going to go back to eating fishes. I mean, if her doctor tells her to, I mean, it's not an animal rights point with her. So I um, said, well, you know, a lot of medical doctors don't know anything about a vegan diet and they don't know about the nutritional and all of the you know, their default position is non-veganism, so I said, it doesn't surprise me that your doctor t- and instantly suggested a non-vegan alternative, and then she said, oh, well, it's made a big difference, and I've noticed a big difference, and I think that's when I just changed the subject, because I was like, oh, well, what am I going to say, and then, luckily, I brought the subject back up, and we had a talk, and I said, oh, well, you know, so, just to let you know, you know, most of, I said, you know, we do encounter these people, and I've seen a lot of it online, and most of the time, it's been completely debunked by other the people who are vegan who have the same condition and say that's a load of crap. I'm totally fine and I'm vegan. But um, so I just said that as, as like a like a. I just said so. By the way, just so you know. But I said, but I've never heard of your condition. I have no knowledge of it. So thank you for telling me. It's very interesting because now I'm going to go and look at it and stuff like that. And I said to her, this is really interesting because you know, as a vegan, I've often wondered what I would do if I was put in the posi- in a situation where I was told that I had a medical condition, and I did everything, I, you know, no matter what, it was just told to me, like, by qualified doctors, I didn't, I wish I'd said to her, first of all, I would change doctors and get a second opinion, (laughs) instantly, and I would find a doctor who knew about a vegan diet, but I didn't mention that bit, but hopefully that bit was sort of obvious, but I said, yeah, so, I would just, and I said to her, you know, I've often thought about that. And what I would do is, first of all, you'd have to choose. I said, you know, there. I, what I what I would do is, first of all, you have to make a choice. So there are some people who have insulin shots, and they're a diabetic, type one diabetic, and they will die without their insulin shots. And I do believe I could be wrong about this, but I said to her, I do believe that insulin might either be tested on animals, or may there might be some kind of animal thing involved in the making of insulin. So those are vegans who are forced to either die, you know, or. Take something that's not vegan, and I said so. In the in the world of animal rights, we're not advocating death, and um, we're advocating you know a changing world where there are those kind of things. That dilemmas don't exist, but I said those dilemmas exist for us all the time. And you you can still it's it's a tough one, but you can still um, you know it's a different. I said it's the minority of people, but this is just the reality of veganism. That's why it's about doing as much as is possible um, for you, and that's where people get confused when we say veganism's easy there's a bit confusion about that, I'm going to do a podcast about that as well, but, um, and I said, but like, for example, there's vegan, there's, um, animal products in concrete, and I can't levitate, so I said, you know, these are the dilemmas that we face every day, so I said, I've often wondered what I would do, and obviously what I would do if I had a medical condition, I don't actually believe this exists, and I don't, you know, I'm not negating what she said, but as we know, the default is non-veganism, and they know nothing about veganism, and I, anyway um so I said you know what I would do if it was a reality for me that I was told literally I was going to die or get very 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 ill or I had to eat a certain amount of animal protein or something I was like this is something I would what I would do and I said you know I would either choose to die and not recover or if I had to I would eat the minimum amount that I I mean if I chose the option of I mean, this is a totally hypothetical scenario, which I don't think exists, but um, I was trying to have a conversation with her, you know. I said, so that's the reality. When you come from an animal rights point of view, you're considering the animal rights aspect, and then you make an ethical decision. And the, and if you do have to do it, if, hypothetically speaking, in this theoretical situation, you would eat the exact minimum amount that you would need to be healthy. So, you know, you would, if you were told you had to eat three grams a week, you would do that. You wouldn't do any more, and you still would be. You wouldn't. Eat, you know, you would engage in no other animal explo- exploitation. And so she herself said, "Oh, well, I'm not an animal rights person." I said, "No," you know. So in other words, that's why you went back to eating fish because it was not even an issue. I mean, it was, I mean, I shouldn't negate that. So she said, you know, I didn't want to go back to eating fish. I'd been a vegetarian since I was a teenager. You know, it was very important to me. I was very upset that I had to go back to eating fish because I hadn't eaten any meat for like 20 years. And I was very, you know, I didn't want to do it. And I said, yeah, okay, I understand um, that, that must have been hard. I said, well, I said, um, but you know, do you know about dairy and eggs though? Because I was like, if you're a vegetarian, because she's like, I was a vegetarian because of the animals, and I didn't want to, so this is where you want the conversation to go, this is where you want the conversation to end up, because you're not going to sit there and medically diagnose somebody, and tell them that, but you can give them the animal rights perspective, give them another way of thinking about it, and let them know that, because they're not an animal rights person, then that's really why they didn't seek a second opinion, and they didn't try other ways of, of vegan, vegan ways of getting the, um, the omega threes, although you were suffering from this terrible eye condition that was affecting your vision, it was affecting your health. You were having surgeries that were unsuccessful. I mean, so be you know be careful, but you can turn the conversation. I'm really glad that I I'm like oh, I, I I've still got it. You know, I just need to get up the courage and just remember that. I, um, I can do this. You can do this and have a respectful conversation. So we talked a bit about that. And then she said, oh, I don't want to hear about the bobby calves because in New Zealand they're called bobby calves, the calves which are slaughtered when they're born or sometimes they're aborted um, from the female cows. They're slaughtered at birth. Um, because they're waste products, they don't even go to veal. there are cows that go to veal in New Zealand, but a lot of them are just slaughtered, and that's the dairy industry. And so I, we, term, we finished sort of the conversation. it was getting near the end of the lunch break now, and we'd both sort of talked about it, and we finished the conversation with I said, "Listen, the, you know, the meat industry and the dairy industry is the same industry. It's just the veal is meat, it's just the same industry. And so we ended there, and I actually said to her, "Thanks for you know, having this conversation with me, which I've never done before, ever." But it just felt right, and it just came out. And um, yeah, so I, her, Elizabeth has got her groove back, <laughs> but um, I'm fighting against a lot of resistance in myself um, because um, I've sort of was so complacent for so long that I'd forgotten how to continue conversations and take advantage of conversations with people that you have to see every day and maybe they have a little bit of influence or a little bit of power over you maybe this particular person didn't necessarily but um, this is like I said a very small world and I'm trying to get in there and get a job and be accepted as an employee and um, and it's everybody has told me from the beginning it's not about grades it's not about skill because you'll learn those skills it's about do they want you in their team can they can they work with you every day? And New Zealand culture for me is very difficult. I've never really felt like I belonged here. I did have very, very good friends when I was young, but I'm much more comfortable with other... I'm just not... I'm too... It's just, I find it tough. I I just find it very... Mm, I don't want to say... I just, I don't really get on great with... with, um... When I talk about New Zealand culture, I shouldn't say that. I mean the white New Zealand culture. Um that's the culture that I'm in, and that's the culture that, and that's dominated, this field that I'm in is dominated by white people as well, um, which is another thing, but um, that particular culture, I I find it's, like I learned it with the vegan community when I first came back, Uh, they found me extremely, they couldn't tolerate me because I was so direct, and they just couldn't stand that directness, it's not a direct, that's what I don't, you can't be just direct. I like the American way where you're just really direct or the South America way is even more, even better. You're so direct. None of this, it's very British I guess, very English and I just don't have that type of social uh, way about me. I'm very direct and so um, I find it quite um, hard to put in, I guess, um, in this sort of culture, in the New Zealand white, New Zealand culture. And um, that's the culture I'm going to be working in as an audiologist. Now, in terms of, I mean, I'm not saying they're not wonderful people, they are. And it's just a different, it's just different from New York, where I felt really at home and I just loved it in terms of I could just be myself without feeling that I was being, you know, that I wasn't really my personality wasn't really, yeah, but it's um, wonderful people, they're, the the job they do is amazing, I'm really excited, I do want to do it, um, I find it very challenging, I think it's going to be very hard, and I do have, lack a lot of self-confidence, but I need to just, that's my, just my own insecurities, and that's just lifelong, and that's just nothing, but they're amazing people, I look forward to working with them on a professional basis, um, maybe I'll never really socialize with them, which is going to be They are very social, That's a very small world, they hang out together, it's very, very social, but as we know, I find it hard to socialize with non-vegans, especially because most social activity revolves around food, and that's just the way it is, but if I can do a really good, if I can be in the, you know, the environment, the clinic, and the office, and be a good, you know, and I'm fun, I mean, I can have a laugh, I mean, I can, I can, you know, I do okay, it's not like I just sit in the corner and, it's not like, like that, But, um, yeah, I'm not really worried if I'm not really, quote, accepted socially as long as, because I, to be accepted socially in our world, you pretty much have to condone non-veganism, which I can't, but um, I do feel like I'm hoping that um, I can professionally have a really, because I really admire these people, and I think they're amazing the work they do, um, I'm hoping very hard that my, the things I've learned about white privilege that I'm still trying to learn. Um, even just, like, f- I still am very, you know, ignorant, and I remember I was learning about, I, I did a course in Te Reo Māori, which is the native language, and I did some on my podcast. and then I almost feel like it was just tokenistic, because I, I can't remember the last time I said kia ora on my podcast. It's just not something that we do unless we're reminded to do it. So I do hope to sort of try to bring some kind of influence as best I can wherever I'm around other white people about the things I've learned but I still have such a lot to learn myself but I'm always open to learning about that. So yeah just I do you know I have a challenges ahead but um. I'm just trying to learn really, really well to be a really good advocate in everything that I do. And a lot of the fear that I have and the insecurity that I have is based on um, a lot of nonsense really. Um, People you have to give people more credit. Um, If you show that you're a good person, yeah, you can have a political argument or you can have an argument that, or you can have a discussion or you you can take a stand that make people feel uncomfortable and maybe get offended. Because you won't eat their food, or you won't condone it, because they feel uncomfortable, whatever. But that will pass. So I'm real remembering that because that used to happen to me all the time in my first job. I'd have a really strict, but they respected me because it was a good position. So, and um, it's just yeah. And so, yeah, just any uncomfortable moments are going to pass. You got to learn to handle them and turn them to your advantage and by uncomfortable moments I mean you're challenging people's morality, (laughs) you're challenging their actions, you're making an ethical stand that makes them uncomfortable because it's about a social justice thing so this is our role, this is our lot, this is our responsibility, it's our obligation. So learn how to do it, Elizabeth again talking to myself here and remember that, you know, if, you're, if you are sincere and if you make sense, which it does, and if you present it, if you practice use the things you've learned, and then if you do have a situation where somebody gets upf- upset with you or gets offended and maybe doesn't want to talk to you for a couple of days or feels awkward with you, that will pass. I'm telling you, that will pass. You know, a few days later, things come down. Most people want things to get back on an even keel. Most people want the uncomfortableness to to settle down, so as long as you just keep smiling and saying hello and acting normal and letting them know that you're perfectly okay with continuing the relationship and that you don't feel uncomfortable, that you're fine with having a disagreement and being able to see them again, it's going to be okay. And but it's up to you to let that happen. So you have to maintain your dignity and your equilibrium. And your equana, what is it equanimous? I don't know the word where you're calm and you will show them, and then they can, you know, and if somebody really does continue a grudge, whatever, they might have, you know, a little issue or something, because most people don't, that doesn't, that's not what happens, people want things to get back on an even keel, but you don't have to get, like, what the welfarists tell you, and all of these defenders of non-veganism, or non-vegan apologists tell you, that you have to compromise your morality, you have to give in to speciesism in order for things to get back on an even keel, no, you don't, okay, um, You really don't. So even if you find yourself, you know, your voice is shaking and you feel like you're the only one in the room or you can feel the atmosphere of the room on you like I felt the other day. Believe me, I felt it. You you know, we're animals. We feel, we sense things. Uh, Okay, just ride it out and remember that it's for the right reasons. And this is the world we live in. It's the same as when you stand up against white supremacy. It's the same as when you stand up against the patriarchy, the pushback is going to be social, um, but that's the same with any social justice. The pushback is going to be maybe subtle, it's maybe going to be you know, sometimes it's mean-spirited, you know, there are people who deal with some really nasty things and most, one of the things I should be grateful of in this New Zealand culture is it's rare for people to, because there's this whole image of you have to be nice and you have to be polite and stuff and that's very very important to people to be conceived of as nice and polite and well behaved so they you won't get this really outrageous behavior like you get in some people that I've read where people at work are being really blatantly rude to their face and trying to mock their veganism and things like that i mean i'm sure that does happen in new zealand i mean we're just a mix of people but um i think i i think it might be a little less it might it is a little more underhanded here it's a little more subtle, it's still there, but I just feel like it's maybe a little more subtle, and maybe that's easier, I don't know, maybe it'd be better if people would, I don't know, you just have to go with whatever situation you're in, maybe if so, if if people are very mocking and stuff, you know, you have a comeback, I mean, the beautiful thing about the abolitionist approach is you have a comeback for everything, um, even this, like I said, this medical thing, you know, you can make it clear to people that, of course they're going to go back to eating fish, because they're not, they don't have any thoughts about animal rights that are consistent or coherent because vegetarianism is not. I mean, if you're opposed to the killing of cows for beef, why aren't you opposed to the killing of cows for milk? I think vegetarianism for me anyway was more visceral. It was more like I didn't like the idea of chewing on flesh anymore. The idea of drinking milk was fine and eating cheese because it wasn't it was it was a part of the animal, but it wasn't a part of their actual flesh you know so you could just kid yourself like eggs it was like a discharge it was like separated it was apart from the animal and the animal was just in a field somewhere happily playing and you weren't eating their flesh so you weren't harming them and we know that's all crap but this is sort of the thing that but then you talk to vegetarians and they know all about the dairy industry and you're just like whatever but it was I'm I'm pleased that it went well and and I just have to be I just just have to be you know stop being such a like not coward but just like you know, stop freaking out about this decision that I've made to go into this really ex- sort of exclusive field, it's a very small world and nobody's vegan. I don't think there's any vegan audiologists in the entire country, to be honest. I've not heard anyone say, Oh, there's oh, you know, oh you're a vegan. Oh wow, there's a vegan audiologist in Otago or in Canterbury. No, I don't think there's one. So, um that's fine. It's gonna be me. <laughs> so anyway. I just wanted to send that out into the airwaves, and, you know, um, yeah, so I'm very honest, as you can tell, I don't believe in hiding things from my podcast community, so I just want you to know that I'm only human, and a lot of people give me, they're very nice, I know people listen to my podcast and say, oh, this is great, but I'm really just like very defective person, and I'm very, yeah, I'm far from, I mean, of course we're all not perfect, but I'm very you know, I am no hero, I am no great shakes, I struggle along, I talk the big talk in my podcast, and then I go out, and then I just have to fight so hard against my own nature, which is to just want to just fit in, people to like me, people to be friendly to me, people to want me around, it's all this, I mean, I think that's a human nature thing, and, um, and, um, so that's, I don't think it's just me. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm, that it's different. But the, the thing to realize is you can, I mean, I, we are going to be that voice that's going to make people uncomfortable. And, um, the trick is to be that voice to the point that somebody else in that environment catches on to it and, and, you know, sort of agrees and then it'll be the two of you and then instead of being the only one all by your lonesome you know in the corner whatever or that shaky little voice in the room or that you know whatever you'll there'll be two of you and then you can sort of it's not validation as such but it is nice um but even if that doesn't happen, you can find common ground with other people. And either way, if you're, if you're an abolitionist approach vegan and you know the abolitionist approach, you will win people's begrudging respect because the, the position is so logical and sound and because you're uncompromising and because you're uncompromising about something that is you know with that regarding animals everybody loves them oh god I just want to talk one more thing about this thing that I'm gonna struggle with when I'm become an audiologist Um, so the so, so now that I'm doing a pediatric placement and I do want to go into pediatrics the norms that are done to for to children, so the you know the species that's reinforced with children. So we have these lots of games that we play with children, because they're young, but they need to be assessed audiologically. So we have to have ways of doing that. And a lot of it's behavioral testing and it uses toys. And so you have the hamburger and you have the chicken leg. I mean, this is like a food. So there's a food game where you're grocery shopping and there's the cow's milk. And I'm just like, I am so not going to ever use those items when I get to choose, when I'm the one in charge of playing that game. I'm not ever, I will not reinforce this. So I'm not going to use any speciesism in my rehabilitation or habilitation or working with children I'm just not like there's no way I'm gonna hand some cow's milk to a child in a game and be like put that in your shopping cart no I'm just not gonna to touch that I'm gonna to only touch the vegetables. I'll just remove all the cows milk the hamburger and the chicken legs and also the farms I'm not gonna do the farm I remember we were doing um, I did a course in pediatrics and we had all these dinosaurs and then um, my supervisor at uni was like, you can put all the dinosaurs in a zoo, and I said, no, I refuse to put any animals in a zoo, if we're going to put dinosaurs down, they're just going to be in a field, roaming around, and she already knew that I was vegan, and she knew my animal rights, you know, we'd had a little bit of discussion, so she said, oh well, okay, you can just put them in a field then, (laughs) you know, you have to remind people, it's so normalized, and and other things is things like chocolates, and like treats, so... You know, the ki- some of the kids you have to you have to really, really try, really hard to get them to to do some kind of testing for you. And they're kids, you know, they're tired. They if they don't want to play, they don't want to play. So then you start bribing is the wrong word, but I guess it is bribing with like treats. So like maybe cookies and chocolate, and they're all non-vegan. So I'm gonna to have to get myself a good supply of really good, yummy, vegan cookies and and lollies and chocolates and things like that for the kids that I work with because but even just having a conversation about chocolate so you're you know we all know what this is like so we're sitting in the room and the dad is like I'm gonna have some chocolate in the car for you and I instantly my heart drops I just think of the calves I know I have to keep a straight face but you're constantly having your heart broken all the time and these horror you know you know this horror and you've got this little girl and she's like yummy, and you're thinking, oh my god, look what's happening, you know, look what they're doing to you, you don't even know what's in that chocolate, but neither does the dad really think about it, and then there's, you have to pick your moments, you know, Um, so that's just a part of life as well, and you often have to stay silent, you can't really join in, this is the thing where you have to learn how to live with this because like if everybody's going oh look at the yummy cookie have a yummy cookie you're not going to see me sitting there because that cookie's filled with death and blood of little babies you know it's not I can't sit there and be, ooh, yummy, yummy cookie. So then they're thinking, they're sort of probably thinking, why are you not joining in? Come on, we're trying to help condition this child. So that's why I need the vegan cookies and stuff. And I need to take all the non-vegan toys away when I'm doing the playing. And there's tons of vegan options. I mean, you just have cars or you have animals, but they're not in a farm. They're just animals like fishes and even dinosaurs and stuff, but they don't have to be in a farm, or they don't have to be in a zoo, and if you have the food items, you can have all the other food items, you can have, like, all the fruit, and then you can have bread, and, you know, there are exceptions, I mean, you can have, like, um, cake, just pretend it's a vegan cake, or something like that, so, you know, the the lucky thing is, there are vegan versions of everything, but um, cow's milk, no, Um, chicken leg, no, Um, burgers, I mean, there is vegan burgers, but, yeah, you just, you know, you can even say it's a vegan burger, and they'll just look at you weird or whatever, but whatever, you know, do, you got, you know, we have a responsibility to not be part of this normalization, but you also have to be able to do your job, and if your job involves a lot of that, you're going to have to find a way, so it's going to be an interesting journey for me, because when I was working in the um, contact center, I, the only time I had to deal with non-veganism was just things like fundraisers and barbecues and stuff, but it wasn't, reinforced, although there was times, you know, the kids would come around, and, because we did sometimes have kids, because I was working with social workers, and sometimes there were kids who had been uplifted from their families for various reasons, and they we're looking for placements and so they were in the office or there were kids who were in placement and they come to the office with their social worker and there was something and yeah there would be things like you know we're going to give you a cookie and stuff like that so I guess I just need to always have you know a supply of uh, vegan treats and stuff around me and then I can just join into the social reinforcement but it would all be vegan stuff um, so yeah it's an interesting journey but anyway I hope that this podcast was helpful and um, I'm sorry the quality is so bad I'm on my phone I initially made a video, but I'm not, it's too big, I'm never going to be able to upload it, so that's why in the first part I was like, I know I look like, you know, I look bad, but that's fine, you can't see me, so this has turned out to be like a 45 minute podcast, but I do hope it was useful, and um, this is a continuing theme, which I'm really, you know, I'm going to work on myself, and it's a challenge, and you know, it's, Nobody who I'm talking about who I'm just working with at the moment is going to listen to my podcast, so I'm perfectly safe talking about them. But even if they do hear it, I do hope that they take it in a good way. I'm not mentioning any names. It's just situations that are important for me to share. It's therapy, you know as well for me to help me get through, to talk things out, to articulate things, get them out in the open, examine them, you know, talking about them helps me to form, it's really, my head is my own worst enemy, when everything stays in my head, that's when it gets bad, it gets jumbled, it gets twisted, it gets completely and utterly just tightened up and and, and really, really deformed, and when I articulate it with my voice, I can break it apart, I can examine it from different angles, and I can so that's what I do with my podcast is really trying to get out of the jumble of my head, the really negative space inside my head where things just replay over and over and I can't get past the replay. And then when I start to talk about it, then, and then, I mean, this is what therapy is all about. This is what counseling is about. This is what having friends is about. And I am going to ring my best friend, Will, this weekend because I want to talk to him because he works in a um, big um uh, big, 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 big um, corporate environment with very many, many not, uh, non-vegans and there's always shared lunch, uh, shared lunches and things like that. And also Truk, who was really helpful to me because she has some really positive, she has a really positive influence at her job where she works. Um, but I think they put off a different vibe. I think, I think I'm still finding it so upsetting And I've been away from it for so long, this whole being around the food thing and sort of being at the table thing, that I'm struggling. I'm really struggling. I knew I was going to, but it's really bad. So I just want to talk to them, touch base with them, get some advice from them. And, yeah, if anybody else has any advice, they can write in and tell me how they handle it. Uh, But all in all, it's going fine, and I need to just stay strong and stop worrying and stop always being paranoid and um always insecure this is just lifelong um you know this is uh, the conditioning that i've d- held done to me since i was a kid and you know you grow old and you still have all these hang-ups and <laughs> you know it does take a while to break break free from them and so just that's just part of being human but anyway i do hope this was useful for you if you're listening and thanks yeah thanks for listening and um i will be back Bye.